Oh, I was on um the episode of Tipsy Terror last night. Oh, oh, you you watched Teeth? How was it? Yeah, very spontaneously. I liked it. Oh, good. (laughs) Since I've heard of Teeth, I wanted to watch Teeth, you know? I know, I definitely want to see it. It's one of those, like, classic corny horror movies, so I was excited to watch it, but it was great. I am so glad you liked it. recommend. Yeah. Were you tipsy? I stuck around for the app. Uh, I drank three claws throughout the night, so not really. Yeah, at least somewhat. At least a little bit. Just, yeah. just a swizzle. Just a little. I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on plants now? What are my thoughts on plants? Are, are we still pro-global warming? <laughs> Did this change our mind? Um, well, that is a thing that they do. I looked it up. Kind of. Very, like, lazy. Make suicide uh, poison? <laughs> like, what what they can do is, um, like, if they keep being, like, eaten by deer or whatever, they'll evolve to, like, be poisonous to deer. Well, isn't so, that yeah. just oh, what everyone does? Yeah, it's all evolution, specific? so, like... I don't know about the energies that they give off, but <laughs> I think it's just faster than like living. Ooh, let's do or... a mood ring test. Is that a thing? Ooh. I sent you a mood ring generator. Okay. It says to rub your mouse over the ring and then press submit. Uh, press submit to get your mood. So I'm rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. <laughs> this seems very legit. I know, right? I got light purple. My mood is clever, witty, sharp. I am all those things. What are you at? Okay, so, ooh, I'm rubbing. Rub it good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm weird, creative, inspired, and thriving. What's the color? Magenta. Wow, you're a weirdo. You're weird. <laughs> I'm I'm a weirdo. I've never seen you without that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this hat that I'm wearing. I'm weird. I got light purple on the other one too. This one says I'm optimistic, excited, and just to keep my eyes open. Oh. So I guess I'm having a good day. Wow. Would have been nice to know that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> It's always nice when you're told that you are having a good day. Yeah. Because last time I checked, I cried today, so. <laughs> yeah. R.E.P. to a real one. I yeah, love you, Alex Trebek. I cried a lot yesterday. So much so that my hair was literally wet. And it was from a TV show. <laughs> what show? <laughs> Kingdom. <laughs> I finished it. It's, Sorry. <laughs> it's... I like not not even because he, he is in it. It is a genuinely good show. To the point where I literally forget that that's who it is. I want to believe you. I am telling I you it can't. is a good show. <laughs> Did you watch Friday Night Lights? No. Okay. It's it's very Friday Night Lights vibe. But and honestly, Nick Jonas is like He's one of the main characters, but, like, he's not... I'm pretty sure there's, like, 
four people above him in the billing. Like, it's not like he's the main character. He's just in it. Okay. It's, but, and it's it's like a TV show? It's a TV show. There's only um, 40 episodes total. Because it was on, like... There's also um, a, definitely a content warning on that one. A lot of... Uh, not content warning in the in the sense of, like could potentially be triggering just content in the fact that they swear constantly and there's a lot of boobs a lot of sex <laughs> a lot see? of violence what do you see of nicholas um i i think you see most of nicholas Ooh. except i mean the the private square <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's a lot of boobs and there's the f word and the c word quite a bit so Ooh. It's not, uh, so that, in the content warning in that sense, where it's like, I don't watch it around someone who can't handle that, or if you can't handle it, don't watch it. But I honestly, I don't swear. It is a, it is a good movie show. It's a good show. (laughs) Yeah, you know I can't handle that. I'm like the cleanest person you know. I'm a good Christian boy. (laughs) You don't, uh, I was going to make a reference to teeth. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you can't even watch a pg-13 movie because it has heavy kissing in it exactly that's that's not god's will some movies rule and some movies rock some movies win awards but these ones do not some movies that are made are not up to par we're gonna talk about them on one star hello uh welcome to another episode of one star a bad movie podcast where we talk about Bad movies with one celebrity in them. I'm Lauren. And I'm eyeing your lemon drink. Quinn. <laughs> and happy Spooktober. Spookvember. Sorry. <laughs> Come on. It's the spookiest month. November. <laughs> the month where everyone's like, I haven't watched a horror movie all year. It's November. Let's start. Yeah. Um, everyone knows that November is the spookiest time of the year. Uh, and that's when you watch horror movies. And obviously, so to celebrate, we're doing horror movies all month long. And yay, that's actually a promise to have more than one episode in a month, <laughs> which is also exciting. Yeah. Well, we have the plans. <laughs> we're on we're on schedule so far. Which we're is on exciting. track currently. <laughs> uh, so today we watched the happening. The happening. 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 I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get my um Philadelphia accent right. Oh, okay. They didn't, so it's <laughs> good that you did. <laughs> um uh, So you haven't seen the happening before. I've not seen the happening. I regret not seeing it sooner because yeah. I'm blown away. <laughs> I didn't rate it. On Letterbox, I don't know if I'll be able to rate it at the end of this episode mm. because I've just never seen anything like it before. I was want I was thinking when I was watching it. <laughs> I mean, we will get there, but thinking of how would you change the movie, I was like, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. It's so it's both <laughs> so broken on every fundamental level. <laughs> That to change it would just be to make a movie that's not happening. But there's also elements that are like 
or like not uh I don't know if, how to use the right word, but like shots that are like horrifying to watch. Specifically <laughs> like right at the beginning there's a shot that is like so like gut wrenching and then it knitting in... needles? Is that where you're talking about? Or the construction no, workers? The construction okay. workers. Um and then we immediately cut to Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> And, but anyways. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, because it's arguably the worst movie I've ever seen. Just, like, even like The Room, at least they wanted to make that movie. Yeah. they did, No one wanted to make this, and yet it got made, <laughs> and it's worse off for it. This is only, and I, I have not seen The Happening before this round either. However, I had thought about doing it um, because me and my brother were watching a video about the happening where it included all of the great line readings. We <laughs> were just kind of talking about like how did this movie become what it became, um, and that was and then that's when like halfway through that video, I texted Quinn. I was like, "Well, we have to do the happening." A hundred percent. And I'm choice. glad we did because. Oh, I think we both needed to see this movie. Uh, it was just a matter of time. So, I don't really have a history with it besides that. And I'm assuming you don't either. Oh, no, not at all. I've just... I hadn't even really... I haven't even heard of this movie until then, which is surprising. I just, I just heard about it in the group with where the, how they talk about a lot of uh, Shyamalan's filmography mm. which is oh weird twist bad movie kind of just well, lumped together you know this is a fun game that i want to play with you this is oh, this is the second m night Shyamalan movie i've ever seen and i kind of want you to guess what the first one was okay let me pull up like oh, let me pull up a quick filmography IMDb. let's see because i don't know if you will be able to guess what it is I think you've seen The Visit. Mm -mm. Damn it. What was it? After Earth. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, After Earth would have been a few guesses in. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know he made that movie until I was looking at his IMDb earlier. Here's the thing. I like more of his movies than I dislike. I actually okay. think he's a good director. I think... But that's the issue is he also is determined to write everything he directs. And maybe writing's not disconnect. his strongest suit. Just like Aaron Sorkin, even though he's not the best writer sometimes either, but he's a writer by trade who decided he wanted to direct, and then it really went downhill there. <laughs> it's just like sometimes you're good at one thing, and that's fine. You that's don't okay. have to. Um, but like Sixth Sense, great. True, like it gets lumped in as like uh it gets like it's known for his twist but even if you know the twist and you watch the movie it's freaking fantastic it's yeah like i know movie. what the twist is obviously i've been alive and yeah <laughs> but it's like still really good and really like scary and just i really love that movie a lot he wrote mm -hmm. Stuart little a masterpiece <laughs> so he's not a bad writer either i think he just I think it's it's so is it maybe that 
when he has 100% creative control, that's when things get off the rails. Yeah, I think my theory is when he wants to write a movie, it's a good movie. But the, but when he wants to direct a movie, he still has to write the movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he just doesn't have inspiration every month. He, yeah. He's got a few hits in him. It'd be fine if he just spread it out, directed other people's scripts in between. But that's <laughs> not what he's done. No. But anyway, um, Unbreakable, good movie. Signs. Little flawed. Why I watched it as a kid on a sleepover specifically at my house. And there was this window like past our TV. And my dad saw that we were watching Signs. And he walked outside and like went up to that window right at the moment like banged on it. And it scared the <laughs> fuck out of us. It's like such a fundamental memory. Is why I'm still kind of scared of signs. Is because my dad just did that right in that moment. I know it's a prank. I know you're a little uncomfortable <laughs> just with the mention. Well, I think it's fun when other people think it's fun. That's fair. That's fine. Since then, you, it's a fu- it's a good memory for you, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> and then we have the visit and split. Good movies. Split's kind of problematic, but it's still like pretty decent. So that's most of his filmography and i haven't seen glass i haven't seen the other horrible ones and okay no i've seen the last airbender we could do an episode on the last airbender (laughs) um well from what he claims uh that he claims that he was attempting to make like a b movie interesting so he was attempting to make like a not good movie here and maybe that's the twist. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, have you seen She's All That? With no. Freddie Prince Jr.? Okay, never mind. He wrote that too, which I'm like, wow. And also, according to IMDb Trivia, he wrote the movie specifically with Mark Wahlberg in mind, which is interesting considering that doesn't make sense. That's the most shocking thing you could say to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, so think about all those line readings um, and the fact that we had Mark Wahlberg play a a teacher. That was very intentional. I think we could split it up into, like, the movies, all the problems with the movie, and then have the Mark Wahlberg section as its own thing. uh, But again, wouldn't change it. (laughs) Oh, 100%. That's but it, that's why it shocks me that it was written for him because one he clearly does not want to be in this movie. No, and he also has said since that he regrets doing it. And two, he you can't write a smart character and then have Mark Wahlberg play. It's it's like it's a similar issue when Keanu Reeves love him to death when he was in Hamlet because. He's saying these lines, but he doesn't understand what he means. <laughs> and that's yes. the biggest problem. Mark Wahlberg is speaking science, but there's no processing of the science that's going on in the brain. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's one of one of the disconnects that yeah, he doesn't understand what he's saying, and I think that's another uh, link into the confusing uh, driver of this movie um, and not kind of being sure what's causing it 
and having theories and all that stuff, but not really knowing because, like, he doesn't know what he's saying either, and it just, like, adds another element of, like, being confused the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And just, we'll get, I think we'll get into a lot of his specific deliveries that truly just blow you away. If I was just gonna say, if you could find a... Like a on YouTube or something like that, a compilation of all like the line readings. Like I rec- I would recommend that. A hundred percent. If not, you just watch the movie itself. A good watch for sure. <laughs> you would be entertained. Yes. Do you have anything else you want to say before we dive um, in? No, like I like I said, worst movie I've ever seen, almost definitely. But I think I'll see it forty more times. <laughs> really just I've never been so speechless about a movie and I know that's bad to say when we're about to podcast about it but it truly (laughs) just took my breath away yeah I am upset that I had watched that video because a lot of the stuff I think would have had a a big reaction for me I had Mm -hmm. seen already Oh no, it was like 3 a.m. and I'm cackling so loud I got afraid I would wake up my family. (laughs) (laughs) So it starts off with the girl from Cabin in the Woods on a bench with a friend. Is that her? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh wow. So they're in they're in Central Park and eventually her friend starts saying things that don't like kind of like that she's confused and she doesn't know where she is or what page she's in. And then the friend sitting next to her starts seeing everyone in the park paused. Like they're not they're not moving. They kind of just like stopped uh, all of a sudden. Except for the dogs. The dogs were not affected by it, which I appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then she takes a was it a knitting a knitting needle? It was a knit. I thought it was like a hair chopstick. I don't know. That can't be that sharp, though. <laughs> I guess it was. Well, what's so funny is she stabs herself in the neck with it, but and her twists. friend right next to her doesn't seem to notice or react. <laughs> if she does see it, she doesn't react. Um, She's just she sitting just there. there. It's like a side profile. Okay, here I'll turn to my side. You look at me. It's time to grab a knife. Do you see this? <laughs> okay, yes, I definitely see that. Okay, so, flaw. <laughs> and a question about, maybe this is too early to get in, into the specifics of what happens to someone when it is happening. When the happening is happening to them. Um, so... If you if you are immediately next to someone that's the happening is happening, <laughs> that's when everyone around you looks like they're not moving. That's a good question. Yeah, why? Because it, it happens, happens twice. The, it hap- yeah, it bookends the movie. But it's all it affects everyone except one person. Yeah, I don't know why. I didn't think about that. Well, it happens a couple times where people are just like not moving, I guess. But it always seems to be like the person who is not affected, who is just next to them. Yeah, that's really weird. And I don't really understand that part, that aspect of it. It's so there's an audience surrogate. 
is the answer. I guess. Unless, like, they're also... It's also happening to them. They're just, like, on an earlier stage. Maybe. But it seemed like definitely with the construction workers, not all of them killed themselves. Like, the ones on the ground Right. Didn't. Right. So I don't know. And that's... Because then we, we cut away to a construction site nearby where a lot of... I think we should do a content warning real quick. Yes. <laughs> this whole entire movie is about suicide. Um, so content warning, we're going to be talking about that. Um, yeah, that's all. And I want to give a quick pro to Bird Box, a movie that I don't like. But at least... In their suicide virus thing. The people look vaguely sad before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in this one... In this one, they're just, like, expressionless. Oh, but my favorite sequence in the whole movie is when they're... The cop kills himself, and then he drops the gun, and then someone else walks up, picks up the gun... I love yeah. that. That was fun. That was like, I was like, okay, I'm not, you do have a little, you have something going on. Yeah. And then in the, in the construction worker scene, so they're all jumping off a building and then there's this shot that is underneath, uh, a, and you literally see like multiple workers just stepping off and it's, that shot is just like, I feel like, I don't know. It was a very horrific sight, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we immediately cut to Mark Wahlberg pretending to know science <laughs> in a classroom. And it's so, and the tension is building so high from the two scenes that we've seen so far. And it's so high. And then we cut to Mark just talking about bees. <laughs> I know, you see, like, bodies falling, and then the real jump scare is, so why you think the bees are dying? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I I know it's almost, like, to a fault where uh, in movies or TV shows, like, they're always, uh, the lesson plan is always, like, related to the plot. Yeah. But how do bees have anything to do with any of this? I know, it's like the... Is it because of pollination? The plants were mad they weren't getting pollinated enough? Maybe. And I like... There's a lot going on in this this classroom scene. This is spoiling the end. But, I mean, okay. Actually, we'll say this now. This doesn't have a twist. Right. It's theorized very early in the movie that the (laughs) plants are what's doing this. But yeah. in the end, when the one guy on TV is like, I think it's a rash, and this is just a warning sign. So plants are, like, capable of revenge. It's not like they're just, like, l- releasing their protection. It's like, oh, no, this is like, we'll give them I'll a I'll do a chances. little bit here. <laughs> See how you like that? Yeah. I don't know. Because maybe they're just, like, masterminds and... They're more living than we thought. They're thinking. (laughs) Yeah. The plants are thinking. And I can see his B-movie aspirations, 
but it's done in such a blockbuster like sterilization of style like mm-hmm. really clean you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's got like the big name actors everyone's pretty shot on nice cameras like it's not a b movie in that way it doesn't have the grit it's maybe sterile. he just said that as like a because people were like hey this isn't good well <laughs> can i do i want to i have a theory on this okay so do you remember when campaigning for the oscar adam sandler said if i don't get nominated for an oscar i'm gonna make the worst movie possible yeah so i think this is sort of m night's version of that because if you look at his release timeline the movie before this was lady in the water which was his most hated one yet so i think he was like oh you want to see some real shit and he made Here you go. the happening just as like a fuck you. Look how bad I can be. <laughs> what do you think? I think that might be right because I feel like this is the way that it feels like this movie was made is like very low preparation. Uh, which, except, uh, did you know? That this entire movie was filmed in sequence. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So. Because they're like on the move. The yeah. whole time. So. Um, maybe because I feel like with Lady in the Water. He thought. Because I know enough about that movie. Even though I haven't seen it. <laughs> I feel like he thought. That it was going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, he thought that this was his Oscar-winning moment. And then everyone was like, hey, what is this? <laughs> we don't like it. Um, I've never and seen I think Lady it truly upset him. Uh, that, yeah, that's my theory. Because if you look yeah, at... Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, because if you look at it, he, he breaks out with The Sixth Sense, a movie mm-hmm. nominated for Oscars. He does Unbreakable, and everyone's like, wow, you, like, deconstructed the superhero, before superhero movies were even a thing. Mm -hmm. Then he does uh, Signs, which, less loved, but still people were like, oh yeah, Aliens, fun. And then The Mm -hmm. Village hits, and people are like, okay, enough of the twists. Then Lady in the Water, (laughs) and everyone's like, okay, you were a one-hit wonder with the sixth sense. (laughs) And that's where my theory comes into play with The Happening. No, yeah, I I think I agree with you 100%, because I think he thought that the lady in the water was was it for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause it's just because like, I remember how that was, like, advertised and stuff like that. Um, have you seen it? Is it anything like The Shape of Water? Because that's what I, like, see in my mind now. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I just, what I know from it is basically, like, advertisements um, and just people talking about it. Mm-hmm. I've not seen it myself. Because I think, like, since I know he's capable of good... I can't buy that he can be this bad. <laughs> I was looking through my notes. What? And apparently my my notes app did not like me saying that the construction workers were killing themselves. Why? <laughs> and it changed it, auto-corrected it to all the construction workers are milking themselves. <laughs> <laughs> And that was just very surprising to qu- look down at my notes and read. That's funny. 
Um, so this classroom scene, uh, we have him talking about bees. And we only see these class, like these kids in the classroom, just in this one scene. But boy, do they make an impression! I love the uh, one kid who's like, "What do you mean my nose grows?" <laughs> yeah, basically, Mark Wahlberg starts and and just decides to tell uh, this like attractive student that how attractive he is. And that was weird for a grown man to do that to a student. Or I, I just love the idea of, like, you're not paying t- attention in class. And all of a sudden your teacher goes, you know you're going to be ugly in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is exactly what happened to this kid. <laughs> um, and then randomly the vice principal comes in. And they pulled every teacher from every classroom into a meeting. Which has got to be a bad move. Yeah, like, just leave all these kids unattended. And, uh, they tell him that something's happening. They they send everyone home, and then everyone's kind of just freaking out. Because what they think is a terrorist attack happened in, in New York City... And I don't know when it happens, but there's a point where um, they don't believe it was a terrorist attack because it was in Central, or it was in, uh, yeah, Central Park. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, right, it's only like the most visited (laughs) park in the world. Yeah, like literally everyone knows about that park. And it's, um, it's the most visited like, I would say, like, probably space-wise, just because, I mean, a lot of people go to big parts, but they're all bigger. Central Park is very tiny, all things considered. And it's, like, terrorism is about not killing people as much as, like, attacking Terror. the spirit, the institution. Yeah. That's why people I... People the, the love movie... Central Park, and when you make Central Park unsafe, that is... That's scarier terrifying. than, like, making... I don't know. I don't know. Where not, yeah, I don't want to go down that path. But I, what I was going to say, the movie Speed, which is a movie I love, by the way, but it's so funny to me that this guy's a terrorist, and what he chooses to attack is the L- L.A. public transportation system. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how will America ever recover how, now that their spirit is broken? <laughs> <laughs> that is very fun. That's funny. Um, so, uh, they're sent home, because they live in Philly. Um, and then... This guy comes in who is apparently Mark's. I'm gonna just call them by their. <laughs> yeah, it's names. A John Leguizamo, which was funny because before I watched this, I watched another movie with him just like randomly, and I was like, "Oh, it's a John Leguizamo double feature." <laughs> <laughs> um, so he comes in and he's a math teacher, and he said that he calmed his mom down by saying a bunch of percentages. And he's like, it's good to be a math teacher. <laughs> like, the way these two characters are written is convincing me that M. Night Shyamalan has never been to school. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fuck the Prom, how they were homeschooled yeah. and they just had to base it off their, <laughs> what they think school is like. <laughs> That's like kind of what this is reminding me of, except he's also never met a teacher <laughs> in, his just, in his entire life. Because, like, 
they don't know all that there is to know about science just because you teach science, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, they know a lot, sure, but it's not like... They're not scientists. No. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg and is, in fact, no. not a scientist. And they don't... And they might be good at math if they're a math teacher, but it's not like... Because later on, he, like, <laughs> says that um, there's, like, a 60-something percent chance that uh, it didn't hit Princeton, New Jersey yet. But it's like, how would you know that? That is not even a math equation. Where did you get this data? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did you research that? Um, so, I don't know. They just, like, tap into, like, knowledge that they probably would not have unless they're just, like super researchers in their free time which man, who knows um <laughs> <laughs> oh but when <laughs> this, this is one of the great scenes so mark Wahlberg sends his um his kids home for the day because like that's what they were supposed to do <laughs> and as they're walking out mark goes hey guys and then they stop and look at him and he just goes nothing <laughs> and then they <laughs> Okay. But like, what do you think he was gonna say there? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, just all the characters are characters, and I mean that as an insult, as in they are not real people. What planet yeah. does this movie take on? Because it's surely <laughs> not Earth. <laughs> no, these are not human beings. Because <laughs> there's like, also like. I was gonna Go say ahead. this is a great time to bring Zoe Deschanel into the conversation. Who? Yes. I don't know what it is about this movie, but I'm, I do not mean Mark Wahlberg when I say this. There are good actors in this movie who have proven <laughs> to be good actors. What in this movie has made, like, Jeremy Strong, who just won the Emmy for Best Actor in a drama, is in this. He played the soldier. Oh, He yeah. sucks. Yeah, <laughs> bad. Too. Why are these good actors who have proven themselves, what about being in this movie sucked just everything out of them? The video we watched hypothesized that they were told their lines immediately before filming. <laughs> but that... I'd buy that. Still, I don't know if I do because the lines are delivered in such a way where it feels deliberate. Not Okay, not to get all... Even, like, even though it shouldn't be. The, not to get all film majory again, like I always do. It's annoying. But there's this like concept in acting called the eternal monologue. I'm going to get all film minery on you. I'm <laughs> Go ahead. And it's like the idea of what separates a good performance and a bad performance is that you're not just saying the lines. You are the character thinking the lines and you show that instead. And that's not happening in this movie. The lines no. are being said and that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> but what genre would you say this movie is? Would you say it's a comedy intended no, to be a comedy? No, it's supposed to be it's a apocalyptic thriller according to Wikipedia. Cuz there are parts that I think are like like there are jokes in here that are meant to be jokes. Yeah. Are there? There's one that I laughed out loud at is when he's talking to the plant. Oh yeah. But that was very funny. But here's the thing. I didn't laugh at it 
because the joke was funny. You know how, like, a joke can be so bad, it's actually funny again? It circles back around. That's how I felt towards the plant joke. I didn't analyze my reaction that much. I thought it was a funny written joke made funnier by how deadpan Mark Wahlberg is. That's fair. In that scene, this is how bad Mark Wahlberg is in the scene. I truly believe the plant outperformed him. <laughs> <laughs> the way its leaves rustle at the right it moment. Shined. It, it shined. It was acting. Mm-hmm. It was like, Wahlberg hey, bitch, shined. I am here. I'm here, I'm green, and I'm mean. <laughs> and I'm artificial, baby. So, speaking of Zoe, when Zoe gets introduced, um, which is Mark's has a uh, wife, and John hates her, I and think for so. what? Oh no, he for sure does. Why is unclear. <laughs> Why they are even together at all is unclear, because they yeah do they seem don't to like each other. Each other. <laughs> And so maybe, I mean, hey, who knows? Because I've had my fair share of friends, uh, significant others that I did not like. (laughs) So maybe it's just one of those uh, (laughs) where they just never got along and just didn't want to hide it. Um, But he like, (laughs) because there was another thing is that he stopped Mark and was like, you know, if something happens, I need to tell you this. And there's a lot of that throughout the movie. Is like a lot of, if we die, I need to confess this thing to you. Oh, yeah. Um, and when when John says it to Mark, he goes, <laughs> Mark goes, why does everyone keep saying that? <laughs> but in, a, but in a, a, again, a very hilarious, deadpan Mark Wahlberg way. And um, uh, he says that he accidentally walked into the bridal suite before the wedding. And Apparently. That, I know that's like and, a superstition. But it, it's not a superstition for your friend to walk into the wedding. <laughs> oh, no. Didn't he say like she was crying? Yeah. She and said that it. she was crying. So I guess maybe I would also hate my friend's spouse if I saw them like horribly upset prior to the wedding well maybe that would i don't know if it would make me hate them but i would just like be wary of them i think maybe i don't know if he's the best person to talk about spousal issues because only one of the two men (laughs) leave their wife in a city under a terrorist attack for no reason at all for and the reason he gives later is that she was going to look for a present for the daughter Mm -hmm. it's like do it later (laughs) I think your daughter your would rather you be alive than have a dollhouse. <laughs> or why are you leaving the city without your wife? Even go get the gift with her. Yeah. If you think there is a chance that you will die, then you're like, you know what? I gotta get this dollhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, go on without me. I'll meet you there. The entire time I was sitting there, I was like, why is he just leaving his wife in Philadelphia? It doesn't make sense. And is like not concerned about it, but he's just like, we got to get on this train. Yeah, This, this is, is the a- only train we can get on. But then how was she going to get there? 
Like she was on like the next one. Let Mark and Zoe go ahead or something, or just leave on the next train. Yeah. It was it was just an insane choice to me. He has a daughter, because they they decide to like go. Uh, I don't. Where were they going to? Like his house, like his family cabin or something. Yeah. And um. Also, this was a very weird movie to watch, with the current state of things. <laughs> Especially when they're like, it travels in crowds, and it was like, well, very know. little mask wearing, <laughs> very little. Yeah, come on, guys. There were times where they were outside when I'm like, you can. Why not try holding your breath? Why has this thought not? <laughs> like, all you have to do is make it inside. You can hold your breath for like thirty seconds. My favorite part was when they ran away from the wind. (laughs) (laughs) More than once. There are chase scenes in this movie that's man versus wind. (laughs) Starring Bear Grylls. (laughs) And the wind wins. Can you believe it? (laughs) No, they beat the wind. They beat the wind multiple times. Well, they gave up and then the wind decided to not beat them. Okay, um, so they're on the train. Well, before then, we we see, like, Zoe getting weird phone calls. From a guy named Joey, who in the credits is M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> so. Yeah, I read something that he, like, voiced it, but I'm like, when did we hear his voice? I don't remember that. I don't know either. But, but I, think, uh, I just, it's just funny to me, because you think it's this whole affair he's hiding, but she just, like hung out with her co-worker after work and she's like hates her husband because of that and she got tiramisu specifically uh, tiramisu because yeah. it's like um, I th- she's supposed to be feeling guilty but if we're reading the acting choices I only see rage in Zoe Deschanel's <laughs> eyes but even then vaguely it's there but you still need to dig for it to find any kind of emotion coming out of her. Out of um, any of the people in this movie. And the yeah. only one who's good is the old lady in the end, who's really just, like, having the time of her life. <laughs> I think the extras are good. You're right. The, the like, plant guy, he was great. Yeah. Anyone who, like, doesn't have an actual part... I just thought of something with the plant guy. We will get there. (laughs) But, like, anyone, like, I thought a lot of the extras were very good at being creepy and and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's the Um, one kid from, like, every movie in the 2000s. He's in here, slightly aged up. You know, like, the kind of ugly kid who was in um, the Santa Claus is the main elf? That's, I was like, I know yeah. who, I know yeah, this yeah, yeah. kid. I didn't know how. Okay, yep, that's him. Yeah. Um, but when she gets to the train station, like, <laughs> Mark's friend John is, like, with his daughter and is, like, angry that he invited his wife to come rescue or, like, leave the city. <laughs> like, he was, like, irritated. He was like, you brought her? It's like, yeah, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're escaping terrorists, but Jesus, why do you have to kill yeah. the vibe? 
I left my wife. You got your downer bitch wife with me. That's we were really having a bro kind trip. Of <laughs> yeah. Bros and daughter. Um, and then she was like, "You told him about the fight," um, which apparently was supposed to be the opening scene. Was them having a fight, but it was cut. I wonder what they fought about. I, we won't know. Because <laughs> it's not here. They didn't. They didn't care to tell us. <laughs> And, uh, there's a couple times where, like, Zoe Deschanel's character references movies, which is weird. I don't, what ones, I don't remember. And, like, when she kept getting phone calls, she told him that he was acting like the fatal attraction Oh, guy. yeah. <laughs> and then later on, oh, my she says, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's something exorcisty about her. Another thing is what she says. Which is funny because I was going to say, you know, I was like, who does she remind me of this old lady? And I was like, oh, the grandma and the visit. <laughs> Another <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, so it was happening in parks, which is feeding into one of the reasons why they think it's happening. But so they're on this train. It hits Philadelphia. And then the train stops. Everyone's like, what's going on? And they're like, we're no longer running this line. And Mark Wahlberg's like, hey, you gotta tell me why. And he's like, we've lost contact. And, and so they're stuck in this like, tiny town. Clearly, like, well, I'm a white man. You need to tell me what's going on. Like, that's uh, the vibe. Uh, you mean the <laughs> scene got. where a woman hears her daughter kill herself on the phone and Mark Wahlberg takes the phone out of her hands? <laughs> Or even, like, everyone's, like, confused about why the bus stop, and he takes it upon himself to go talk to the six train conductors. <laughs> why were there so many? <laughs> but he, like, goes up and, like, it's like, I demand you tell me what's going on. And I was like, do they have to? I mean, they do. They should. Or he's, but a, <laughs> he's in a group of strangers later on, and they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And he's like, let me think. Let me think. And it's like, when, since when are you the leader of this group? Yeah, why are we all trusting you? And also, I, I, something he says to them is, why are you giving me one piece of useless information at a time? Which, like, Mark, you're having a conversation. That's how that works. <laughs> you asked a question and he answered it. Um, he sure doesn't really <clears throat> know what's going on either, Mark. But there's also a part where... They're at this diner, and the lady at the table next to him is like, you gotta look at this video. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know why people were like, we need to tell this man things, and he is our leader. I I love the idea of, like, being at a diner, and this older woman's just like, you want to see someone kill themselves? (laughs) Um... Yeah, that's essentially what she did. <laughs> She's like, I know you're eating your tomato soup, but would you like to watch this man get mauled by a lion? <laughs> oh, that was like, <laughs> of all the deaths, most are hilarious. This is the funniest one. <laughs> the CGI tigers. Just, the very the clearly fact, CGI tigers. So it's like from the Philadelphia Zoo, I think it is. And it's like the zookeeper is in the lion cage and he's like, the suicide poison or whatever has hit him. So he starts like, waving his hand in front of a tiger to like get them to yank it (laughs) instead of he could just like hit the tiger you know 
Yeah. Like, that is a weird plan that you just hope the smell of your hand is enough to get the tiger you've worked with for years to kill you. Unless he was going with, like, how if you kind of, like, run something across a cat's face, they're going to want to hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was just tapping into the primal instinct of the cat. (laughs) Possibly. But just, it's he's just like, so, look, my my arm is a fun chew toy for you. <laughs> just and then he's walking around with no arms after they get yanked <laughs> off by a lion. Which so I don't funny. think a lion would stop there. Just was like, well, I'm satisfied just with this. Leave arm. him marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> it kills me. And then so then they watch a news thing where uh they say that it started in New York and was spreading. And so then one guy stands up and goes, It's not happening 90 miles from here. <laughs> Which, from all we know so far, it started in a central location and is, like, spreading outward. Mm-hmm. So why do you think you can even outrun it? Or I don't think it's spreading outward. I think it's spreading, like, downward based on population size. Yeah. Well, it never spreads from the uh, northeast, which is very weird. That Yeah, given it's airborne, that's not how air works. It can't just... No. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we don't want to go further than here. Um, it's and that was weird that it never left uh, the northeast. And that's... Speaking... Speaking of that, which we're all over this movie, but when at the end when he was saying, like, oh, I think it was, like, a warning, like, a threat. Um, and then the guy was like, I would believe you if it happened anywhere else. I was like, why? New York is very, very population condensed. Or, and, like, why would just because it's the Northeast that you're just like, well, that can't be true. Like, the fact it hit rural Pennsylvania, I think, is, like, is enough to be like, okay, so maybe something is up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so they all run away. And basically, Mark and Zoe get into a car with two strangers to go to... I don't know, away? Oh, they, they think they can reach, like, the weird border of the the poison. Yeah. That's and where then, they're heading. Um, John meets someone who is going to Princeton where his wife is. Also, why is she in Princeton? You're I don't right. remember. She was in they... Pennsylvania before. Or she was in Philadelphia before. Or she was taking the train from Princeton. Maybe her, yeah, her train stopped somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know. But he had to go to Princeton. And he's like, and he, I was confused why he didn't take his daughter. I Well, because they told him that he, they only had room for one. I mean, the girl could sit on the lap. I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a stretch. Um, Maybe he, like, knew it was... I think he knew he wasn't going to survive, and that's why. Then why go? I don't know. It's like if it's too dangerous to bring your daughter, and fact that you might die saving your wife, all of a sudden your daughter has no parents in that scenario. <laughs> Real right. quick, and uh, I want to talk. Well, to skip to when he dies because it's also very funny. Yeah, 
so they're driving to Princeton in this car, and there's like five people, six people in the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they like turn on the road and they realize, oh no, the suicide is here. Because there's people hanging from trees and stuff. And then this one girl starts like freaking out and he turns to her and he goes, let me tell you a math riddle. <laughs> <laughs> Which, first of all, that's not a riddle. That's just a fucking word problem. Yeah, that's just like a test question. Yeah. And as, as if like that's supposed to calm her down is like adding. <laughs> He's just like math calms everybody down. His, his one character trait is math. <laughs> In this movie. And hating his friend's wife. <laughs> <laughs> but so eventually, like, there's a little. They're in a Jeep, so it has a fabric top, and there's a little tear in it, so it's like, oh no, oxygen can get in. <laughs> and so it hits them. The driver, like, just drives the car into a tree. For some reason, John's the only one to survive this car yeah. crash, even though he was in Literally... the Literally. He was in the front passenger seat, and everyone gets flown through the windshield. <laughs> except him. Except for him. And then he just sits down on the road and uses car glass to slice his wrists. And that's the end of him. Yeah, we never see him again. And so he leaves his daughter with Zoe and Mark. But when he, like, <laughs> when Zoe goes to take her, he goes, Don't take her hand unless you mean it. <laughs> And I didn't understand what that was supposed to mean. I believe it's foreshadowing because he knew she was going to be their kid now. Yeah. Yeah, he really just dumped a kid on them and was like, all right, peace out, y'all. Bye. I know you guys uh, are having a really horrible relationship with each other, but here, take my kid. You want to know something wild I just saw? What? So the kid from the Santa Claus that's in this, he's Abigail Breslin's brother. I see it. I'm sh- shaken. I was gonna be shocked, but then as I remembered their faces, and I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Think what um, it's up to now. Sorry, you you can continue. <laughs> but then we also see a, like a nuclear plant, kind of in the background. So we're we're setting up some other uh, potential leads. Um, but then we go with this. This um, guy and a girl, guy and a lady, whatever, and they stop at their greenhouse for him to, like, talk positively to his plants because they listen to you or whatever. Um, And then he keeps talking about hot dogs. In one of the top ten lines of the movie, for sure, he goes, he just walks in. They're, like, having a marriage moment. And he just walks in and he goes, we're packing hot dogs, you know? I think hot dogs are underrated. I like the shape. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we know what you mean, buddy. We know what you mean. (laughs) And that is why he's the best character. And then... (laughs) Then he goes to Mark and goes, do you like hot dogs? And he just goes, no. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't end. You think it's just like one line. You think we're going to be done talking about hot dogs. Because all the time there's like just one line to get like get someone to enter the room. So the like movie related conversation can start. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he just keeps going. And and what I don't understand is that he asks Zoe Deschanel, 
do you like hot dogs? And she has a very welcoming, the first time we, maybe only we see her smile, (laughs) a super big grin and was super like happy looking and then just shakes her head. No, (laughs) it's like, why would you say no like that? Um, But then also when his wife comes up and is ready to leave, he goes, did you get the mustard? (laughs) (laughs) He is excited about the survival hot dogs. And I, um, I went through my stage where I was pretentious about hot dogs and I was like, ew, they're gross. I don't want to eat hot dogs, but like, I'm an adult now and hot dogs are fucking delicious. So it's like, Mm -hmm. grow up, Mark Wahlberg. Just eat the fucking hot dog. (laughs) God. Be nice to the plant man and eat his hot dogs. Um, and the other thing, which I, again, thought was just a very funny line, is they're they're driving uh, down this road, and they see something coming up, and they don't know what it is. They assume that it's bodies. And then she, the lady goes, you have binoculars in the back from when we were spying on our neighbors. I want, I love this couple. I want, they are what the movie should be about. Their dynamic, what their interests are. <laughs> they're fascinating. So then they're they're driving and then they meet a uh, Marine or Army, whatever. One of them. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, and he's like lost connection because apparently somehow all communication was stopped somehow. I think just like enough people dead. There's no one to do it maybe. Maybe. Um, but in the diner, a clock stopped, and I'm pretty sure that those run on batteries, so that was confusing. <laughs> um, but then, uh, so then a bunch of people kind of meet at this weird road, uh, back road intersection, and are all like, oh, there's no one back there, oh, there's no one back there, so they don't know what to do. They're kind of just, like, stopped. And um, <laughs> eventually... They find out, or a uh, a lady who's on the phone with her daughter in Princeton, which unsure of the age of the daughter, because the whole phone conversation sounded like it was a very little kid. Mm-hmm. But then, as soon as she put it on speaker, it sounded like an older kid. So I, that was confusing. But what's okay? There's so much funny about the scene. I already touched on how. It it becomes clear the daughter has been infected and is about to kill herself. And in that moment, Mark Wahlberg takes the phone out of his <laughs> mother's hand and goes, "What? What were they asking? If people were alive in in Princeton? Oh yeah, he's like, Facebook. is anybody there? <laughs> As this woman's worst nightmare comes true, and she like listened to it. And this is like another aspect of like the thing that is happening." Is terrifying when you think about it. Like listening to your like your daughter, like that would be horrific. But then Mark Wahlberg just rips the phone out of your hand. And is like, who's there? <laughs> is my friend alive? You've never seen him before. But is he? Um, but even before that, she she was trying to like talk her daughter down and said, just keep watching out the window with the tree. Yeah. Which, why would she say that? <laughs> I know. She's just, how many windows are in this room? <laughs> she can't yeah. specify what window to look out of. 
And also, why does she care what window she's looking out of? Why <laughs> any window works? <laughs> <laughs> it's so Mark Wahlberg knows there's a tree. And then, so he goes, "No, don't look at the tree." And then, the mom just taking whatever this white man says as fact goes, "Okay, don't go by the tree." <laughs> Uh, but anyways, and so that's done. Uh, but right before then, though, I, we forgot to... The, this military guy comes in. Yeah. And he walks up to Mark Wahlberg's car, and he's like, are there... He's like a southern accent. He's like, are there bodies down there? And Mark Wahlberg's like, yeah, people are dead. And his immediate reaction is, well, cheese and crackers. <laughs> This man is an Emmy winner. Yeah. I mean, now, back then, I don't think he was really, like, famous at all. And this was, like, maybe his big break even. So thank you to the happening for giving us succession. But then we learn that the... I want to say virus. It's not really. The the happening (laughs) is going from cities to towns... Two roads. <laughs> Which makes no sense at all. I, I think it makes sense. It's one of the how, few How can it that, travel to a road? Because there's grass on the side of the road. I guess the bigger yeah. question for me, is it all plants at once? Is this a coordinated effort between species? <laughs> but there are also roads in cities. And there are roads in towns. That's a fair point. <laughs> and also how so as long as you're not on a road you're okay <laughs> no cause then they uh, it, they hit the fields and the people still start dying. so then how was it on the road I don't know it, it doesn't make sense the wind well what's funny to me is so it hits the roads they're on so they split up into groups cause they, they come to the theory that they're like okay we need less people like it's attacking bigger groups of people so the smaller of a group we are the better we're off so they break up into groups and the virus hits the group with the soldier and my question is if you know there's a suicide virus going around why are you keeping a gun on you how is that helpful to anyone yeah yeah it's a real easy because until this we know that it's no one else like it's not like you're violent to other people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no one's no one's killing someone else. It's only yourself. Like you don't you don't necessarily need it for protection from what's happening. But you should not have it on you cuz yeah. And then they they pass it around kind of like the one we saw earlier in the street. Mhm. Um And so But then is Zoe Deschanel's character like Quickly brings up the bystander effect for some reason. I know. <laughs> As if she's like hasn't figured out at this point that like there's really no stopping someone from killing themselves. And two, you know it's airborne. Why would you go there if you know it's happening? Yeah, and it's like one, it's airborne. Two, yeah, like it's you can't. There's nothing you can do to stop it. So like, why? Why, like, you can't do anything. That's, like, the biggest uh, thing in, um, like, emergency 
medical kind of situations or like even with lifeguarding like if it's an unsafe situation and you can't like safely get in there and like help the person then you're not supposed to do it like that's literally in the rule book yeah and it's like they're not being bullied this, no this isn't like when the sheriff it's not peer pressure comes in and it's like stranger danger yeah oh and this is when zoe confesses to mark that she got tiramisu as a co-worker which is just so funny because who and cares? he seemed more upset that she lied and not that well because like if genuinely i know we're both single but right. there is no chance in my mind ever if my partner came home and was like, hey, I went and got dessert with a coworker, or like went to a cafe and we got coffee and stuff with the coworker. I'd be like, cool. Great. Was okay. It good? <laughs> it's, she just like chose to make it a secret. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and that would have made it more suspicious, I guess. But I don't know. But he was just like, you lied to me? And that was it. <laughs> and we moved on. <laughs> And then here, so they they end up, it's them and two the two kids, Abigail Breslin's brother and someone else. And they come, and, and this is this is when we run away from the wind. Yeah, the, the, they're in a chase scene with the wind. They beat the because they're like, oh no, the plants are releasing the toxin, and then the wind spreads the toxin. That's their thought process. Or I just love like every scene, like in between every scene, there's usually like a shot of like some plants somewhere and then there's like vaguely threatening music playing and it's funny every time and i also this is when i realized that they also have their luggage from the train which i thought was funny and also okay so we get these two kids now added to um our trio but also they were not seen ever in any of this I did not recognize And any them. of the scenes before this one. It's literally like they just show up randomly. They were not in any of those crowd scenes. At least I didn't notice. Yeah. Or my problem with the sequence is the last half of the movie is essentially them just walking from house to house. Can yeah, find conveniently finding houses. Yeah, they're like they start in a are model uninhabited. Home. Where we get the amazing talking to a fake plant scene. Because <laughs> at first, he's like alone in this office and he sees the plant and he's like a little scared. He's like, oh no, I'm with a plant. And he's like, why are you doing this to me, plant? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's still so funny. And then he's just like, oh wait, use a fake plant. Why is that my talking to a fake plant? <laughs> And he was like, I'm still doing it. And that's what I thought was funny. It's the funniest. It's one, there's like, it's, 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 that's the top 10 funniest lines. Along with, I think my favorite is the one I referenced in my intro. We'll get, I'll, I'll bring it up again. (laughs) I, I know what mine is, but we, we are seeing orange juice glasses that are fake because it's a model home to sell. And the funniest thing, not, a very funny acting choice that Mark Wahlberg does is that he sits down and like the kids are sitting at the table and it's set as if it was like a dining, t- you know, a dining set. And Mark Wahlberg picks up the fake glass of wine <laughs> and just holds it around 
like he's drinking it and then like looks at it and just puts it down and I don't know I just thought that that was like a very funny choice for him to make it was but so and then so they people come to the bottle home and they see the wind start and so they have to leave the bottle home and this one guy like starts up a tractor or a lawnmower and gets run over by it because now they think it's because of groups yeah so they see like these large groups of people and they run away. Um, they also kind of mentioned maybe it's a nuclear plant leaking. Mm-hmm. Even though, like at at the same time, they're still like it's the plants the whole time. Yeah, they never really give like let go of the plant idea. Um, and I think they listen to a radio at this point that kind of also says the plant thing. I don't know. But then as they were leaving, there was like a sign for the model home and it said, you deserve this on it, which was interesting. I I agree. Mark Wahlberg deserves this movie. (laughs) Uh, And then they find another house very quickly to go. What does the girl need? A snack? That's what they're like. Like, we need to find this little girl a little bite to eat. Yeah, because she's six. And so they they find a house and they go up to it. And they're, like, about to go up to this house. And Mark's like, I went to the pharmacy (laughs) one time. And the pharmacist was really attractive. So I asked where the cough syrup was. And she showed me and I almost bought it. Even though, get this, I didn't have a cough. (laughs) And Zoe's like, oh, you really don't care. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, because then she goes, you're kidding. And then he said, yeah. And then she said, thank you. <laughs> and what? <laughs> so he was saying that to make her feel better about the tiramisu thing. But then... She, like, asks him if it's true and it's not. So, like, how does that still make you feel better about the tiramisu thing when he still hasn't done anything like that? It's because they can joke about it. Because they're so in love. (laughs) Already. Uh, Their chemistry is just popping off screen. (laughs) And then, okay, so this house that they walk up to uh, is uh, the people inside are still there. It's boarded up and they don't want to talk. And I think this, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, uh, front runners for best Mark Wahlberg line. And (laughs) um, this is one of them where he just keeps going. He's trying to convince the people inside that they are not infected. That they just want a snack. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, we're perfectly normal. Just listen to us talk. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, you haven't said a normal sentence this entire time. And then he literally starts singing. (laughs) 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 As if that's convincing. (laughs) He just starts singing randomly. And then just goes, see, we're perfectly normal. (laughs) 
Which, like, at that point, you're like, okay, yeah, I would not open the door either. Would no. Um, and then the kids get angry. So they start, like, banging on the window and trying to, like, rip the window open. And then the guy just sticks a shotgun up and kills both of them. So I've been trying to think. Our first and only non... Suicide. Non-suicide. So I was trying to think, what is the purpose of that scene specifically? Because it really doesn't make that much sense why we have it. And my theory is, one... They just forgot, ran out of ways to, they ran out of ways they could think of to commit suicide. So they're like, ah, we'll just have him shot. They couldn't think of another well, cool one. Or two, they needed to hit 90 minutes. <laughs> that one might, that one is convincing. <laughs> um, also, we're introduced, it's not like. We were introduced to these kids, like, a scene ago. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <clears throat> but do you think... Because there's... A weird... Where the little girl is on the swing. Which is, like, hooked up to a tree. And... um, We keep, like, looking in depth onto the tree. And I don't know if the tree is giving off the toxin or something like that. Do you think that the kids, like, it was a suicide? No. To, like, to anger them? I don't. Okay. That was never even, like, hinted at. Because, like, there were, like, chunks of wood hanging off the house. You could have, like, grabbed one and stabbed yourself in the face or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's other ways of doing it. Oh, wait. This is from earlier. I just thought of it now, though. So, they take one of the people that kills themselves with a gun. Like takes it and like shoots himself in the head but he does it from like the front like in between the eyebrows and i'm like that's such a weird way to hold the gun (laughs) why why would you do it that way yeah that's like an uncomfortable like hand position are you just holding doing it with your thumb instead (laughs) (laughs) sorry i i don't know what made me think of that just then but i was like i need to bring this up it was very strange to me but no, I I do respect that they kill kids in this movie. Yeah, they're not afraid. We love to They'll see do it. it. <laughs> and then, uh, guess what, guys? They find another house. <laughs> and I I also like the threatening shot of the tree. Like, how dare you swing from my branches? <laughs> well, that's why I was thinking, like, maybe they were like... They would have said stuff that didn't make sense beforehand. Yeah, so, so I, not, I don't but... really get why they were just, like, pounding on the door. It was strange. You just, like, just go find another house. I don't know. It's been fairly easy for you guys to do that. So There's so many houses in rural Pennsylvania, apparently. <laughs> and then they found an, uh, another house. And this is my favorite part of the movie, because the insane line delivery, like, doubles up in these moments. <laughs> Yeah, we're going, like, full steam ahead when it comes to bad line deliveries. (laughs) So there's this old woman who lives there, and her very first line is Mark Wahlberg, like, walks up onto her. She's sitting on her porch. She goes, why are you eyeing my lemon drink? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Why not say lemonade? It's not trademarked. (laughs) 
<laughs> no lemon drink. <laughs> and she's like so out of touch and isolated. She doesn't even know about the suicide virus. She's off the grid for a reason. Yeah. She likes it. So that she's like, I'll feed you or whatever. And everything is going normally. She has this weird monologue about chasing that I didn't really and understand. And she's being, like, a little weird. She's but a little weird, like... but mostly normal. Like, or for a rural old lady, it's like, you're getting what you expect. <laughs> and But she, like, slaps the little girl on the hand. So that... And then hands her a cookie, which was weird. This is the part that confuses me. So she slaps her on the hand, and then later, she, like, starts trying to accuse Mark Wahlberg of stealing. Or trying to steal. And in my favorite line, he delivers... When he's like, oh, what? No. Why? <laughs> and that no, was no, no. that was my most accurate Mark Wahlberg impression I've done. He's, he's like, <laughs> goes so high-pitched for no reason. <laughs> but what? her character confuses me because later she kills herself, but she's acting weird for, like, a long period of time. And Why? Like, she never does the talking crazy part of the kill yourself virus, but she does, mm-hmm. like, act strange for no reason at all. Yeah. Maybe it was just blending into her personality too much. <laughs> so I, um, I didn't get it. I didn't get why she was so weird. Because no then reason. Zoe says that there's something exorcisty about her. Was it, he's, and like, then he she thought like, of that line and he's like, oh, we need to include it. <laughs> and then she bursts into the room kind of and is like you guys are gonna murder me in my sleep huh? <laughs> and, and he goes what no <laughs> me <laughs> so funny and then literally he says what and then we just cut to morning i know okay okay <laughs> and it was fine and then he walks into the bedroom and there was like this really creepy doll on her bed for no reason again no reason. Um, and then, yeah, she... The happening started happening to her. She gets happened. Is that, she gets <laughs> happened. And then... And she, like, busts through the window so that the scary wind gets in. <laughs> and what confuses me, again, is, you know it's airborne. Why are you exploring outside, Zoe Deschanel, with this little girl? Okay, yeah. So... <laughs> Basically, Mark gets kind of into the basement, and Zoe and the little girl go out to, like, this weird shed thing, which earlier they said that because of the pipes, you can hear the other person clear as day, even though they're, like, in an entirely different house. And then, um, but yeah, I don't know why they were exploring out there anyways. Like, you know that there is, like, a deathly toxin in the air. That travels by wind. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, let's just go outside and hang out. Like, why would you ever do that? Um, But then they... They have... Because earlier, Mark Wahlberg is wearing a mood ring. And he uses it a couple times. And then it turns out that he bought the ring for her. Even though he's wearing it. Even though he's wearing it the whole time. Yeah, by the way, there's like mood rings is like their significant couple thing as they have in these movies. And that's why we did the movie test earlier. We just forgot to right. bring it up we until now. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, like, acknowledge why. Because <laughs> it's, it's dumb. 
they they talk about the mood rings in their first date, and then they decide that they actually do love each other. And so, (laughs) here's another thing that confuses me, sorry. I thought that they were like, okay, let's, actually, we want to be in the same house right now. That's our goal. That's what I thought, and I thought he was just gonna go like hold his run breath and them. run. <laughs> That's what I thought, but and he was like, "No, double suicide." It's triple suicide. They choose suicide. <laughs> they brought the girl. It's a murder suicide because they choose. They pick. They make this girl walk outside. Because he stops halfway, and then she comes out and meets them, and literally brings the girl. It's like she did not sign up for this. <laughs> what a killer. <laughs> And then but uh it turns out it's no Oh wait, but before then <laughs> before then she actively talks about being horny in front of the <laughs> There were some of the things they were saying, I was like, that girl is in the room. There is a body <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Anyways, I just had to I could not forget to bring that no, up. Oh, it's important. So and the, and then but it turns out <laughs> there's no happening anymore. It just kinda stopped randomly. And they're like, uh, eh, cool. Guess we don't have to kill ourselves. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. I, I kind of want to take this a little bit slower. Sorry. Because they're, they're standing out there, um, and I do have in my notes. He could have he could have ran and not been weird about it. <laughs> that was my thing too. I was like, just run to the house. Hold just your run. breath. No, I thought that that's what he was going to do too, but no. Um, but then something weird happens. Where they're all standing outside and they're looking around. Because earlier uh, we would have uh, little location markers at the at the bottom with the time. Mm-hmm. And we randomly get it at this scene. It just like pops up and tells us we're in Arendelle. Which is funny that it's Arendelle. And I then the time. Yeah, it's And like... then it was like, we've been here. I mean, I think they did that to show us the time, because apparently the happening stopped. But, like, we've been here for such a long time. Why are you telling us the location now? It's like, yeah, they try to make a point, like, this only happened for 24 hours. But it's like, that really doesn't play a factor into anything. And also, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so then, Again, they walk back on, in the house. Again, our base and... knowledge of air. <laughs> <laughs> The plants were like, that was enough. Let me suck back in the toxin we already released. (laughs) Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense, but apparently the happening didn't want to happen anymore, so it stopped happening. (laughs) That's such an insane sentence to say. (laughs) Um, And then we just skip ahead to three months later, and it's fine, and he sends the the girl off to school. Because they had to adopt him, her, because she's an orphan now. And then um, <laughs> he sends her off to school and then, like, goes back inside. And it's like, aren't you a teacher? I thought so. Yeah. Is it your school open? Or my favorite then, part. Would you trust plants after that? Because Zoe Deschanel's sitting in the bathroom. And there's, like, a bunch of plants, like, right by there. Oh, is there really? By <laughs> bathtub. And I was like, I don't know if I'd feel safe. <laughs> With just having um, plants in my home right at this moment. And also, she's pregnant. Hooray! <laughs> we sprinkle that in at the end. Um, and then, like, we, there's a news thing, and they're talking about what it could possibly be. Uh, whether it's nuclear, where if it was, like, uh, 
biological uh, weapon or uh, if it was the plants because other people figured out the plants theory. Um, they don't really, I don't think they confirm whether or not it is one or the other. Then we cut to France and it's hap- the happening is happening in France. And yay, yes. end of movie. Finn. Hooray. I think my biggest thing is just how bad the acting is. It's because there's no way that was like, okay, B movie acting. Because they didn't do B movie acting. B movie acting is always like, over the top. It's over the top. It's not flat with no emotion. Right. (laughs) Do you want to do a drinking game? Um, (laughs) Do we have time for a drinking game? I was just going to say, how about every time the happening happenings happens? (laughs) Perfect. In the happening, every time something happens, Drink. Drink. <laughs> oh, we didn't get it. This is a dumb title. I also want to say that, just to be clear. The Happening is such oh, yeah. a vague, we- dumb word. They say, like, a version of happen, like, I, I, at least, like, 30 times. They say it constantly. Um, how would you fix the movie? I don't think we can. I don't want to fix it because it's perfect. It's what because... I want to say. Because there is a version of this movie you could make that is genuinely terrifying. I disagree. I don't think plant you don't think? Are, can be scary. I really don't. Well, you would have to, you would have to change uh, what is happening. But <laughs> the the thing that happens to people could be terrifying if you do it in the right way. I think yeah, like suicide virus. There's something there. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. can't be plants. There's only, like, one scary plant movie, and a lot of people don't even find it scary. It's called The Ruins. It's really good. Okay. Um, but I don't want to fix this movie because I just think it's the, it's the bad acting that makes it. I yeah, think. no. It's a it's truly hilarious. It's one of the best comedies of the last two decades. <laughs> um, who left this movie with their dignity, if any? I guess Zoe Deschanel did, even though she really sucks in this. Yeah. But she still has it. She did New Girl after that. Yeah. (laughs) I think maybe, like, New Girl is what gave her her dignity, though. Maybe that's what it is. Because Mark Wahlberg, hate that man. Hate crime committing Mm -hmm. motherfucker. Never had any dignity. Never will. Burn in hell, Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) So I had to get that out. (laughs) I've been holding that in all episode. Uh, The Joey King Award, do we have any? Mark All of them? Mark, Wal- Mark Wahlberg. Uh, main characters. Are the, the little girl, she sucks in this too. <laughs> John Leguizamo, Zoe Deschanel, and Mark Wahlberg. They all, they get all get to share yeah. the, the honor. They're, we're mean girly, girlsing it. But also, I want to mean girls the Dr. Ant Mom. Because there's three real standouts for me. Okay. So first we've got Plant Guy at the beginning. <laughs> Hot Dog Man himself. Yes. And then we got Cheese and Crackers Army Colonel. <laughs> and then <laughs> yes. finally, um, Crazy Old Lady. I think all three yeah. of them really delivered. The only thing is that I think Crazy Old Lady was like supposed to be like that. That's fair. And it wasn't necessarily her choices as an actress. Um, but I do agree that they all should share the award. My, my, uh, we could do like, 
because uh, I just think that the hot dog guy deserves it just a smidge more than the other two. I, I'm fine with it going to Hot Dog Man alone. He he okay. put in the work. <laughs> <laughs> Say something nice about this movie. I haven't laughed this hard in a really long time at a movie. I really haven't. Yeah. Since it is okay, that's not true because I watched Game Night on Election Night to calm down, mm-hmm. and of course that movie made me laugh. That my ass off. <laughs> um, but to a new movie, not in so long. It's just like entertaining. <laughs> it's just that's it. It was just very entertaining. I'm gonna skip that one. I don't think Who Is This For really fits this movie. It's because it was such a blockbuster intention. That's why I know it's not a B-movie, because it's clearly meant to be a blockbuster. It's clearly meant to be, like, the horror event of the summer. So it's meant for everyone to go see, even though it's rated R for some reason. Even though there's, like, why? Do, do they say fuck a lot? Oh, I don't even it's, know. Just because it's graphic? It wasn't even that bloody, though. It could be way more. It could have been, yeah. Um, so, do you feel comfortable enough to rate it? I really don't want to, because... It's Part unreadable. of me wants to give it the un- ironic five, mm-hmm. even though, like, I truly enjoyed every second of it. But at the same time, like, Ma has redeemable qualities that I also gave five stars to. Mm-hmm. But this isn't well made, except maybe, like, a few scenes are well directed. But other than that, it's truly a disaster in every sense of filmmaking. The music choices are even weird, you know? So, like, yeah. I don't feel like I, I should give it a half star because of that. Because it's truly just one of the worst made films I've ever seen. So I don't know if I can rate it. And I don't want to, like, be in the middle at, like, two and a half. Because that's stupid. It's, it's <laughs> got to be one it's of It's either other. five stars or a half star. <laughs> yeah. I think I agree with you. I think we can just not... I'm going to break not... this. I'm going to rate it six hot dogs out of five stars. <laughs> okay i concur with you um (laughs) i'm accepting that all right one segment left because we just kind of burned through all that yeah so we're going fast because my family dinner is ready (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're hurrying up (laughs) so good good the bad the movie i'm gonna stick in m night because he has a lot of material to work with i talked about at the top podcast six cents is an incredible movie. It's everything this movie isn't. It's very well acted. It's got interesting twists. It's like a meditation on depression and death. It's just, I really love the movie. And it's more than the twist, which is unfortunately got caught up in the rest of his uh, oeuvre where people start to think he is just twist, but it's really an incredible movie. And I love it so much. I've seen it a few times. And then my bad movie is going to be it definitely the wor- one of the worst movies I've ever seen, not even in an ironic way. The Last Airbender. That movie sucks. <laughs> As a super fan of the show, too, I despise it with my soul. I've never seen it. I watched, like, the first season of the TV show, like, when it first came out, but then I, like, never revisited it. I mean, it's not and... Netflix, but it's really good. I know, I know. You I know, watch I know. it. <laughs> Um, but I've never seen, I've never actually seen the movie. Um, it's, it's a mess. I mean, it's, it's like such a mess where you don't even have to be a fan of the show to be like, 
oh, I see why this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I think my two um, are going to be... Have you seen The Crazies? Yes. How do you feel about it? I fucking love it. I think it's great. I only have seen it once and it was a very long time ago. <laughs> so I don't I don't feel comfortable. Were you not a fan? It was like the first or second scary movie I've ever seen. That's fair. <clears throat> so I don't when I watched it I was more of like trying to see if I would be okay with a scary movie and wasn't sitting there <laughs> thinking, did I like that? That's uh, fair. And so I, I also, I don't I feel comfortable blinded. assigning it. I was blinded by Timothy Oliphant Timothy in that Oliphant. movie. I, like, I don't know if I could have... It wasn't even <laughs> possible it. for me to not like it because I had a Santa Clarita diet-shaped hole in my heart when I watched it. <laughs> I, that's what I think it's... Um, I got crazy vibes from from this movie. I think no, they're definitely... They have very similar ideas. Like running away, uh, something is infecting people... That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- now that I, th- I think I remember enjoying watching it. You might just be thinking of Timothy's face. Maybe I am. It's kind <laughs> of. I'm trying to think around it. Um, no, but I remember like laughing uh, at some instances, like with my friends and stuff. Um, also, I co- also thought of like a quiet place. I can a see that bit. as well, for sure. Yeah. Like, Which any sort of, like... like, the apocalyptic disaster, but, like, supernatural disaster kind of movies would fit. Yeah. Yeah. So I also thought of that. But those are two... Those are those are two movies. I wouldn't classify either as bad. I think The Crazies technically fits under bad. <laughs> but I, I know people... But it's... It's. I know it's controversial. I know there is a strong movement against it. I disagree with that movement. I think it's a real <laughs> blast to watch. Yeah. So it's it's classified as as my bad recommendation, but um, even then, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think is that everything we have today? Yeah. Because we, we basically skipped the drinking game. Yeah, so, sorry we had to skip the drinking game. But Maybe it's... maybe we'll think of one and tweet one. This out. is truly a movie, though, you could watch super. Just, super? Wow. Sober, because it's that entertaining. It's you will so just fun. have fun watching it, no matter your state of drugness. So we do recommend you watch, right? Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at... Uh... One Star Movies. Uh, I'm at Mola Turnup. I'm at uh, Leather Velma. And happy Spookvember. Happy Spookvember. We're very excited. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to remember to say something at the end. <laughs>